0: Now podcast, where you'll discover and be equipped with keys from the word of God that will pave the way to God's unlimited blessing in your life. Now, here's your host, Evangelist TJ Malkanji. If there's anybody that has seen the miracle working power of God in operation in his ministry. Uh, it's Evangelist Kofi. And we're not talking about like sniffles being healed. We're talking about. Stage four, late stage cancers, uh, diabetes, you know, all kinds of things that are deemed incurable by men. And so there's a reason why a man like this, and you know, we operate in miracles too, but there's a reason why people like Kofi can see miracles at work. And it's not because they're just especially anointed or, you know, God had different plans for them. There's revelation that they've tapped into That allows them to see that miracle-working power at work uh, efficiently through their ministries and their lives. There's a reason why. Because, you know, anyone ever heard the term, oh, the light went on in them? The light went on? Well, you can apply that to to revelation in the Word. People don't just stumble into a miracle-working ministry. Yes, the anointing is 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 the the origin of all miracles, and it's the Holy Spirit. But faith is what activates the Holy Spirit in that anointing, and faith is is uh, dependent or contingent rather upon the, our revelation of the Word of God. And so, I wanted to have Evangelist Kofi on today to to talk about these faith secrets that allow him and and ministers uh, across the, ro- the, the the globe to see magnanimous power displayed in their ministries. And so, um, Kofi, if you would just open up and just bring an introduction on that, that'd be great. Yeah, you know, first of all,
1: what you're saying is very powerful. The Bible, um, and um, I want you to bear with me, I am an ESL student, (laughs) so English is not my first language, but but I want you to understand this. Um, I was talking about this earlier with a friend of mine whilst we
2: were driving down. Uh, The Bible likens um, ignorance to darkness, and it likens knowledge to light. And the devil dominates in darkness, and God 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 is the God of light. So wherever there is darkness in your life, the enemy dominates in that area. And the Bible says that when light comes, light drives out darkness. So you have to understand this that um for you to be able to receive anything from God first of all you have to come into the light you you are the children of light You have to understand that what the Word of God says, because any area of your life that the Word of God is not being manifested, or you are not seeing the proof of God in, is one, not because God does not answer your prayers, God does not hear you, God does not like you, God does not love you. It is because there is area of darkness. The Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. The people perish not because of their inability to pray, People perish not because of they don't give, not because they are not, you know, uh, they, the God doesn't know them or they don't love God. It's because they, they lack the revelation of God in those areas. The Bible said in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, the Bible says that for the eyes of the Lord goes to and fro which means that God is continually searching, God is continually looking for people, looking out for people, for the eyes of the Lord goes to and fro, looking for those that he might show himself strong. When you understand this, that God's strength or God's power is always looking manifest in the life of an individual. God is looking for somebody that he would heal. God is looking for somebody that he would use. God is looking for somebody that he would bless. God is looking for somebody that he would prosper. prosper. God is looking for somebody that he would manifest his greatness through. So God is always searching for the eyes of the Lord. Is always searching. It is up to you to make yourself a candidate for the power of God to manifest through to your generation. It is up to you to make yourself a candidate of God's healing power, that you say, you are watching me today, this afternoon, you can make up your mind that this afternoon, I am a candidate of God's healing power, that I shall make myself available for God to touch me, for God to heal me, for God to lift me up, and for God to use me to lift others up. It is up to the individual. It is not up to God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Thanks be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, not who he's going to, who has blessed us. So when you look into the Christian faith, everything that is pertaining to life and godliness, everything that we need to manifest, we need to blow up, we need to become who God has made us to become. It is not dependent on God, but it is dependent on the individual to search out in the Word of God what God's word says concerning that issue and grab hold of what God's word says and run with it. And that's why we are doing this broadcast, that through this broadcast, you would be able to receive something from the almighty God that your eyes would be open this afternoon, that you, the healing power of God would manifest in your body, that if you are sick, you will no longer be sick. If you are bound, you will no longer be bound. If you are bound with addiction, you will no longer be bound. I remember I was preaching in a in a small town called West Virginia, and I walked towards a lady and immediately I knew in my spirit that she was dealing with addiction. I grabbed her and I prayed for her. And the lady came back that night and said, for the first time in my life, when I walked into my house, I smelled the smell. I, 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 you know, for the first time in my house, when, when for the first time in my life, I walked into my house and I was bothered with a smell of nicotine, nicotine. Mm-hmm. She said, she began to gather all her clothes and washed it. Because you know what? The Bible says that for it is a thing that comes to steal to kill and destroy and but Jesus said i have come that i may give you life and to give you life more abundantly you have to understand what jesus came to do you have to understand that the ministry of jesus you have to understand that healing is part of the life of Jesus. Matter of fact, a friend of mine said, I was listening to him preach. He said that there is three things you always saw Jesus doing. Jesus, when you read through the scriptures, Jesus was always on a mission to do three things. Either to heal somebody or either he was coming back from healing somebody or he was actually healing somebody. Those were the things that Jesus did. Acts 10, verse 38. Thank be to how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That was the life of Jesus. That is the life that Jesus lived. That is what he did. And Jesus, you know, when he saved us, he says that as the Father sent us, so sent I you. So Jesus gave us the commission. The Bible says that Jesus is our example. Jesus is the author and the perfector of our faith. When we look to Jesus, we follow him. We follow what he did. So when we talk about the healing, when we talk about healing, when you begin be used in that area or you begin to manifest God live God's miracles power which Christianity is a life of a miracle first of all if you don't believe in miracles then you can't be a Christian because you believed in somebody who was born by a virgin birth you can't explain that in natural sense you can't explain that with a corner of mind Christianity is a life of miracle miracle is supposed to be the everyday life of the believer healing the Bible said it is a children's bread. It is the portion. It is our redemptive right. It is our right as people of God, as children of God, to one, be healed, to number two, to... Um, to walk in divine health, and number three, to minister healing to those that are hurting. It is part of who we are. That is our identity. That is what Jesus taught us, and that is what we do, and that is why I'm confident today that if you are on this broadcast today and you are sick in your body, Jesus will heal you. Jesus will take you out of it. Jesus will deliver you. Jesus will break that addiction off from your life. Jesus can, can do the, you know, by the grace of God, when you begin to talk about Jesus, Jesus comes, and Jesus, when he appears, he begins to do what Jesus does, and that is what Jesus does. I talk, I, I told you, when every time you saw Jesus in the Bible, he was going to heal, and Jesus is coming to heal. Every time you saw Jesus in the Bible, he was coming from healing somebody, and Jesus is come. Jesus is healing people, even as we speak now. Or oh, Jesus was coming back. From healing somebody, when you look, the Bible said. The Bible said in Luke chapter five verse seventeen that Jesus was in the temple with the with the disciples or with the uh, the Pharisees speaking, and the power of God was present in their midst. Right. Wherever Jesus was, the power of God was present to heal them. For the eyes of the Lord goes to and fro. Looking for whom He might... Show Himself strong Jesus, the strength of God... Is looking to set on somebody tonight... Is looking to touch somebody tonight... Is the strength of God... Is looking to take your sickness... Away from you... The strength of God... Is looking to take that cancer out of your body... The strength of God... Is looking to break the addiction from your life... Is looking to heal you of that diabetes... Is looking to heal you of that blood pressure... The strength of God... is going to and fro god's eyes is always searching To bless people God is always looking for that individual That person who will say Lord I am available Lord I am here Lord I believe in you Lord I know you can do exceedingly abundantly More than we can think or can even imagine Lord I am here For the eyes of the Lord is searching The eyes of the Lord is looking for somebody It's looking for somebody on Facebook It's looking for somebody on YouTube It's looking for somebody on the other platform The eyes of the Lord is always looking around God is always looking around. And we have seen God when we stand on the crusade ground or we go to churches to do revival services and we begin to preach. We see the power of God move mightily, begin to help people. You have to understand the Bible said that even you that you are wicked, when your children ask you for bread, you do not give them souls. How much your heavenly Father, when you ask him for the Spirit, would he not give it to you? When you come to God, the power of God, when you encounter the power of God, no matter how bad your situation is, no matter how far gone you are, there is nothing that God cannot do. There is no sickness that God cannot heal. There is no mountain that God cannot, that is insurmountable before God. The Bible talked about the children of Israel, a whole generation, a whole group of people were in slavery for over 430 years old. Man, look at going through a situation, generation after generation. You know, when you go through situations for an extended period of time, your mind is conditioned to that situation. You believe that 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 is your state of life. You believe that there is no way you can come out of it. You accept the situation as part of your life. Like somebody, some people watching me, you have accepted you have accepted sickness as part of your life, as part of your identity. You have accepted addiction as part of your life. Because at some point in your life, you tried. You did things. So you tried to break away from it. And you tried and you tried. And nothing seems to work. It seems like there was no way you can come out of it. So you know what? It came to a point. You 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 develop what they call the cancerous attitude. You, you condition yourself. He said, you know what? Maybe if I'm, maybe it's not my lot. Maybe this is not a will of God for me. Maybe one day when I go to heaven, I, I, I might receive a touch, I might receive a miracle and everything will be fine. Maybe death would be what would, you know, take away this. But you condition your mind to, to stay in that situation so that you are not heartbroken. Because the Bible says, that a hope deferred makes the heart sick, that when you have hope and your hope is not manifesting, it makes you sick. So you condition your situation. The people of Israel were in this situation for, for over two, 400 years. You know, just imagine giving birth to children and then you give birth to a child and the child was born sick you know, like for instance, a child was born crippled. The child has never known how to walk. So to the child, it is normal to be in that situation. You you get to a point where you go through so much pain and it becomes normal for you to remain in that situation. It becomes normal for you to stay in that situation. And there is nothing in you that is pushing for God to touch you. I came here to announce to you that after 430 years, when they lifted up their voice to cry out to God, God heard, heard their voice and God Send them a deliverer. And God, in one night, delivered the children of Israel out of slavery. Ah, uh, listen, I, I don't know. I'm I'm just getting excited hearing this. God delivered them out of slavery. When you read some, let's go to Psalm 107, the book of Psalm. Psalm 107 verse 14. The Bible says that he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death. That in one night, God went into Egypt. God moved into Egypt and said that I'm going to take my people out of here. That my people will no longer remain slaves because they lifted up their voice to cry out to God. i prophesy over your life this afternoon that as you lift up your voice to cry out to the almighty God the same God that delivered the children of Israel out of bondage for 430 years my, that same God shall deliver you out of the sickness it doesn't matter how long you've been sick it doesn't matter how long you've been in that situation there is nothing for do it might be impossible with men but with God all things are possible God that lift the beggar out of the dunghill shall lift you out of the sickness you shall no longer Be numbered among the sick. You shall no longer be called among the sick when they call upon the name of those that are sick, you shall no longer be called because God's healing power for the eyes of the Lord goes to and fro looking for whom whom he might show himself strong. You would experience the strength of the almighty God this afternoon. You would experience the strength of the healing power of God this afternoon. The power of God that raised Lazarus from the dead shall lift you out of your sick bed. The power of God that opens the eyes of the blind shall open your blind eyes this afternoon. There is nothing that god cannot do and you are not too your case is not too far gone your case is not too far gone your case is not too far gone the power of god shall reach down to your house shall reach down to your bed shall reach in your living room shall reach in your car and that pain that has been with you that pain that the doctors have been using milking money out of you that pain shall disappear out of your body in the mighty name of jesus so the power of God and the eyes of the Lord is going to and fro. For over 430 years old, um, 3, 430 years, God in one power, when God's strength came upon, God's strength came into Egypt, it pulled the people out of bondage. And I don't know what is keeping you bound. I don't know maybe addiction has kept you bound in chains and it's not allowing you to go. That power of God shall set you free in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, I want you to type amen and I want you to say amen. The eyes of the Lord is going to and fro. The eyes of the Lord is going to and fro. The Bible in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 18, uh, 18 to 17, the Bible talks about um, the the, the woman, when his son died, And Elijah, the man of God, came there. And Elijah demonstrated the power of God. Elijah prayed for the boy, and the boy came back to life. The power of God, when the strength of the Almighty God comes upon you, it doesn't matter what is dead. It doesn't matter the organ the doctor said is dead. It doesn't matter, you know, that the doctor said that you only have a period of time to live. It doesn't matter how long your situation has been. It doesn't matter the reports that you have received from the doctors. It doesn't matter when you encounter the strength of the Almighty, there is nothing that becomes impossible with God that which is dead in your body shall receive the resurrection power and it shall come back to life in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare over your life anything that is dead in your body, let it receive life now. 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 Receive life now. That which the doctor said is dead. That which they said is thing, There is nothing we can do about it. Let it receive life now. Let it receive life now. Let it come to life in the name of Jesus you know my wife and I traveled to Europe and when in our time in Europe there was a lady at that time I did not know but she was checked out of hospice and came to our meeting and we prayed for her not knowing that you know when we talk about hospice in Africa we don't have a cool name for her. we call it the condemned cell because when you are there you are basically condemned the doctor said there is nothing we can do for you this case that you have you know you just we just have to make you comfortable for you to die The lady came to the meeting, we prayed for her. And this was, what, 2017, 2018? God, the power of God touched the lady. The strength of the Almighty God came upon that lady. That, you know, later on we found out that she has stage four stomach cancer. They've taken away part of her intestines. And, you know, even if she was healed, she didn't have the intestine to process food. And, but the, when the strength of the Almighty God located that lady, came upon that lady, God healed her instantly. And not only were the doctors baffled that she wasn't dying, they were amazed that this lady was able to eat the, the things she had no stomach to, to, um, to, to process. That is what the strength of God does. When the power of God comes, it corrects every wrong that has been in your life. It rewrites your story. It rewrites your history. It gives you a new identity. It gives you a new name. It gives you a new purpose. It gives you a new reason. And I prophesy that, listen, so somebody at the sound of my voice this afternoon, you shall receive a new purpose. You shall receive a new reason to live. You shall receive a new reason to rejoice. You shall receive a new reason to celebrate. The Bible says that when God turned around our captivity, we were like they that dreamed. Our mouth was filled with laughter. Somebody will laugh this afternoon because of the strength of the Almighty God that is coming upon you to lift you out of the bed of sickness, to lift you out of that shame and give you glory and restore your days in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So the lady, completely healed by the power of the Almighty God, I had a lady write to me not too long ago. Actually, matter of fact, I think it was either this year or late last year. The lady wrote to me. And I'm telling you this testimony for you to know that it works. They are real people. I'm not telling you theories. I'm telling you about the strength of the Almighty God. And you are going to encounter that this afternoon in the name of Jesus. This lady wrote to me and said, hey, my mom is in hospice. The doctor says she only has three days to live. Uh, So she said, can you call and pray for my mom? I called and I prayed for the mom. And I tell you today, she wrote me a few weeks ago. She says that the doctors don't even know what happened. My mom is home and she's alive and she's strong. I could go on and tell you testimonies after testimonies. For the eyes of the Lord is moving upon this broadcast. The Bible says that for where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is. There is more than two of us. TJ and I make two. So even if it's just TJ and I, the power of God, the, the, Jesus will be in our midst. For the eyes of the Lord is moving across this broadcast. The eyes of the Lord is looking for somebody to rest upon. The strength of the Almighty God is looking for somebody to rest upon, to show himself strong and show himself mighty. The Bible says that Lazarus was dead for four days. Just imagine if you've ever seen a dead person. But just imagine a person dead at that moment, the body begins to decay, especially if it's not put in like a in in in, 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 a, in a refrigerator condition and it's left out in the in the room temperature. The body begins to decay. In the Middle East, it will decay fast because of the heat that, that is there. And Jesus came on the scene. Jesus appeared, and Jesus ruined their funeral. Jesus ruined. All the times and all the things that they were doing. Because when God comes, he says that it is the thief that steals. It is the thief that kills. But when I come, I bring life. Jesus is going to give you life. Jesus is going to restore your life. He says that I give life and not only do I give life. I give life to the fullest. I give it more abundantly. I give it more abundantly. When the strength of God comes upon you. Listen, God gives you life. I remember a, a man wrote to me from Canada and he said, oh, listen, I have a problem with my shoulder. I don't know, I want to, this is what he said. He said, I want to be able to play with my kids. But because of the problem I have with my shoulder, I'm not able to play with my kids. I'm not able to hold my son. Then you know, that's the devil. The devil steals away the time. I love holding my son. The devil takes away things from you so that you are not able to enjoy the fullness of life. How can you be a father and not be able to hold your child? All because of the pain of your shoulder. Thanks be to God when we prayed, God touched his shoulder and God healed him. That same God that healed the man's shoulder, that same God that healed the lady's cancer, that same God will touch you. The strength of the Almighty God shall come upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. And God shall take away every pain from your body. Listen, even as I'm speaking now, even as I'm talking now, if if you are willing, if you are, if your, your faith comes alive, you can even receive your miracle before I even pray for you. So, the eyes of the Lord is going to and for showing whom He might show Himself strong. First Kings chapter seventeen, verse seventeen. The Bible said that Elijah prayed for the widow's son, and the widow's son came back to life. Elijah prayed for the widow's son, and the widow's son came back to life. You know, Mark chapter five, verse twenty-one. The story of the of Jairus. Let me go there. Mark chapter five, because this is directly related to Jesus. Mark chapter five. Sorry that I'm talking too fast. I, I, I don't know why I'm talking so fast. I, I have a lot of stuff that I, I want to get out. Mark, you know, let me slow down. Mark chapter 5. Let me read Mark chapter 5 from verse 21. Mark 5, 21. The Bible said, Now when Jesus crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And he was by the sea, and behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jarus, Jairus by name. Jeez, can you give me like something to wipe my face? Please. Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, and she may be healed, and she will live. She may be healed and she will live. Let's go to verse 35. Verse 35 in the same chapter. And when he was still speaking, some came from the rulers of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue. So, you know, just imagine that the father goes to Jesus and said, Jesus, can you heal my daughter? And then, while she was still speaking, they came to him and said, no, you know what? Don't worry about it. The case is gone, you know. Um, now, it went from a very tough situation into an impossible situation. You know, some of you have heard news like that. You are already going through hardship in life. And then all of a sudden, you hear a news from the doctors, you hear the news from the the medical expert. you hear the news from your bank, you hear the news from wherever you hear news is from. And then now, not only have you heard a bad news, you know, which has made your situation worse, now it's made it look like It is impossible. You are already, for instance, you are already dealing with cancer, let's say. And you are fighting to be healed. You are fighting to to keep your miracle. You are fighting to maintain. And then all of a sudden, you go to the hospital, they check and they tell you that, you know what, there is no way. You have to put your house in order for this sickness is going to send you to the grave. You know, I prayed for a lady in Massachusetts. I was thinking about her today. I have to call the pastor to get updates. But I prayed for a lady in Massachusetts. The doctors have given her a few days to live. She came, she came to, the, to the meeting. She said that they sent me home for me to go and die. At that moment, it's a, it's a terrible. It's like now all hope is lost. The Bible said that a living dog is even better than a dead lion. What good am I when I'm dead? Sometimes that is what you are, you know, you are going through. They've given you, they've right you off. They said that there is no way you can come out of this situation. Your case is a done deal. They've put a stamp to it. The devil thinks he's gotten you to a place where there is no help. Sometimes it's even difficult for you to have faith to believe God for the impossible. It's like you are written off. You are pushed in the corner. You have been put in a case. You have been boxed. You have been brought to a very tight spot. You know, there's people watching me like that. And I feel in my spirit, there's somebody watching me. The moment I'm talking on this situation, it's brought tears down your face that you are now weeping because you identify with what I'm talking about. That was the situation that Jairus was in. Jairus was struggling finding ways for his daughter to be healed. For his daughter to come out of that mess. From Jairus was trying to come out of that, he, that difficult situation. And now, not only is, now the difficult situation has become impossible. Now it's like, okay, don't bother him anymore. We knew that he could heal your daughter if he had come to your daughter's house. We knew that he could have helped or do, done something about it. But don't bother him anymore. Because now your daughter is dead. Just imagine hearing that news. Now your daughter is dead. But I want to tell you something, that the Bible said that though it might be impossible with man, oh, somebody say hallelujah, that when men say we don't have any solution to this problem, when men say we have exhausted all our efforts, the Bible said that though it is impossible with man, it is possible with God i came i came here as a man of god sent from god anointed by god to speak into your situation to speak concerning your health to speak concerning that which you are dealing with i came to announce to you that though they have told you that no help can come for you though they have told you that it is impossible it doesn't matter how rare your situation is that though it is impossible with men i came to tell you that your healing is possible And I'm not only to tell you that your healing is possible. I came to tell you that you are going to leave this broadcast healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. That the power of the Almighty God, the strength of God shall locate you. The strength of God shall come upon you. The hand of God that is not too short to deliver shall lift you out of the valleys. Shall lift you out of the company of the dead. Shall lift you out of the company of the sick. Shall lift you out of the hill, and set your feet upon the rock to sin. That same God, that same Jesus. The Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, he is the same yesterday. He is the same today. And he is the same forever. The Bible says that I am the Lord God and I change it not. For God is not a respecter of persons, that anyone that is willing and obedient, he might show himself strong. I prophesy over your life. That you shall encounter the strength of the Almighty God, the power of God that is present to heal shall heal you. It shall lift you out of that sickness. It shall give you brand new disc. It shall give you brand new. It shall take that authorities out of your body. It shall open up your deaf ears. It shall open up your blind eyes. It shall. Curse, it shall kill that cancer out of your body, it shall give you a brand new blood, it shall give you a brand new mind, it shall give you a brand new body, it would heal you, it will take you out. You shall rejoice of God's healing power. You shall testify and say, Surely, God is good and his mercies endure forever. You shall say that this is the doing of the Lord, it is marvelous in our sight. You would encounter God's power like never before in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, say amen and shout a big hallelujah unto the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Somebody shout hallelujah. He says, that bother him no more. Whilst you were still speaking, some came to him from the rulers of the synagogue's house. Your daughter is dead. Your daughter is dead. Then he says, that why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the words, that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. Let me tell you this, and I'm not going to, you know, I could go on and on, but I'm going to minister to you very soon. He says, do not be afraid. First of all, one, the first thing you have to overcome, I was speaking to a man of God um, today, um yesterday, a man with a major miracle ministry. God used him. I'm talking about some of the, I've ever tell you some of the testimonies. Some of the craziest things I've ever heard. God has used this man to do. Anything you can think of in terms of miracles, God has used this man to do. And I said, man of God, how can I increase the anointing? That, that, how can I increase miracle in my ministry? How can I increase healing in my ministry? And I'm telling you this. Thanks be to God. We have seen miracles. We have seen healing. We have seen major things that God has done through our ministry. But I said, how can I increase? Because there is always room for more. Hallelujah. I said, how can I increase the miracle ministry in my life? He said, you should never, he said, the first thing you have to understand, never be intimidated. Never be intimidated by the situation. Don't allow the situation to intimidate you. Jesus said, yes, I heard them say that your daughter is dead, but don't be intimidated by the fact that your daughter is dead. Don't be intimidated by the fact that the doctor said you are, you have cancer. Don't be intimidated by the fact that the doctor said you have a few days to live. Jesus said do not be afraid when you are able to overcome the spirit of fear for it says that paul said to timothy for god has not given you the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of the soundness of mind when you overcome the spirit of fear hallelujah when you overcome the spirit of fear you overcome the that you overcome intimidation and then you can you are able to confront because whatever you are afraid of you are not you are hesitant to confront Hallelujah. Jesus said, I do not be afraid. So I want you to write in the comment, I will not be afraid. I want you to tell yourself, I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid of this sickness. I will not be afraid of the cancer. I will not be afraid of the ringing in my right ear. I will not be afraid of the pain in my back. I will not be afraid of my deteriorated knee. I will not be afraid for the fact that I can't walk. I will not be afraid. I refuse to be afraid. Do not be afraid. Jesus told Jared. He says that do not be afraid. I came to tell you that do not be afraid because God is more than enough to heal you. What the doctors cannot do, God can do exceedingly, abundantly. More than you can think or you can even imagine. Do not be afraid. Jesus said, do not be afraid. The eyes of the Lord goes to and fro, looking for whom he might show himself strong. God is always looking for whom he might show himself. Let me look, get the scripture real quick. God is always looking for whom he might show himself strong. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid of the situation. Don't be afraid of the issue. Don't be afraid of the trouble. So the eyes of the Lord is always going to to and fro. What is God is what is God always looking for? What is God looking for when his eyes is going back and forth? Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. The Bible says that Jesus when he saw the crowd, he was moved with compassion because, of, because they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. So which means, simply put, that when God sees your needs, your needs move him. God knows that you need healing. He knows it. And Jesus was moved with compassion. It moves the heart of God. It pays the heart of God to see a child made in his image deal with what you are dealing with. God, God sees your need. God knows what you are dealing with. God knows the pain you are going through. He's moved with your needs. The Bible said the eyes of the Lord is going to and fro. His eye sees you. He sees that you are sick. God sees you. Maybe nobody ever told you that God knows that you are sick. Let me tell you this. God knows that you are sick. God knows that you are going through what you are going through. God knows that you need healing. God knows that you need a miracle. God knows what the, the doctors have said to you. That's why he sent me here. That's why we set up this broadcast. Because God knows and God is moved with compassion because of the harassment of the devil that you are experiencing and you are going through. Let me tell you this. It does not please God to see a child that he shared, he sent his Son to come and die for, him. go through what they go through. It is not a will of God for you to die before your time. It is not a will of God for you to be consumed with cancer. It is not a will of God for you, to be, for you to lose mobility. It is not a will of God for you to struggle with the things that you are struggling with. It is not a will of God for you to be poor. It is not a will of God for you to be bound with a spirit of infirmity. God is, the Bible said that for Jesus was moved to compassion because of their helplessness. The Bible talks about uh, the story, the, the story at the pool of Bethesda. When Jesus went there and there was a man who was helpless, he was helpless. He was helpless in that state. He was helpless. Man, every time I see a sick person, it's like my heart breaks for them. I began to weep over the sick. I began to weep over, over, over the people that are helpless. The people that the devil has kept bound. The people that the devil has abused for so long. The people that have become a victim of the assault of hell. It breaks my heart. I weep over them. I weep over the sick. My heart is broken over the sick. If You know, just imagine what Jesus felt when he saw the sick. Just imagine how broken Jesus' heart is broken for your sickness. The Bible says that he took stripes on his back, that by his stripes we were healed. Just imagine Jesus being bruised, being beaten for your sake so that you can walk in divine health. Just imagine that. The Bible says, so the eyes of the Lord sees your needs. He sees your needs. He sees what you're going through tonight. He sees what you need tonight. He knows that you want to be delivered from that spirit of addiction. You don't want to be addicted anymore. You don't want to be sick anymore. I say this. You have to come to the point where you become so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Say, look, listen, let's do this. Wherever you are, lift up your hands. Lord, I don't want to be sick anymore. I'm done with this sickness. I'm done with this pain. I'm done with this assault. I'm done with this trouble. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to be sick anymore. I don't want to have to be dependent on the pharmaceuticals. I don't want to be spending another dollar on the doctors. No, I'm done. For the eyes of the Lord is going to God sees your need this afternoon. God sees that you want to walk out of the wheelchair. God sees that you want a better vision. God sees that you want to be able to hear your grandchildren, your children talk to you. God sees that you want to be healthy. God sees that you want to be healed. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro. God sees. So the one, number one thing that God's eyes see is our need. God sees everything. And then the eyes of the Lord sees our faith. The eyes of the Lord sees our faith. When Jesus, when the woman with the issue of blood, when she touched in Mark chapter 5, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment and the power of God, the strength of the Almighty God, left the garment into the body of the lady and her problem ended. Jesus looked at her and said, daughter, be of good cheer for your faith has made you whole. First of all, the eyes of the Lord goes to and fro, but God cannot do anything unless your faith comes alive, unless you believe that he is who he said he is. Do you believe that he wants to heal you and he can heal you? Let me tell you this: if you believe, you would walk, you would begin to get up out of the wheelchair and begin to walk, even as I speak. If you believe, you begin to open your eyes wide to see. If you believe, you will begin to lift up your hands and say, Lord, I thank you for healing my body. If you believe, you will begin to do what you can you couldn't do before. Jesus said to Jairus, that do not be afraid, don't be intimidated by the situation, but only believe. The Bible says that to them that believe, he gives them power. He gives them power to walk out of the valleys of the shadows of death. He gives them power to walk out of the sick bed. He gives them power to, to walk out of the deafness, to walk out of the arthritis. I remember I went to, I was ministering in um, Enbridge, uh, right outside of Pittsburgh. And I walked up to a lady. The Lord gave me a word. I spoke. The Lord spoke to me. I walked past the lady, and the Lord spoke to me concerning her. And I walked up to her. This lady was like 91 years old. And I walked up to her. I said, lady, you are very beautiful. Just jokingly. Saying a 91-year-old precious woman. I said, woman, you are very beautiful. If I wasn't married, I would have asked you to marry me. Just joking. I was just joking. you know. But I felt to say something nice to her in my spirit. And I walked up to her. And as I was speaking to her, I said, what do you want the Lord to do for you? She said, well, my, my, I have deaf ears that I got from when I was a teenager from having shingles. So she's been dead. She's been deaf in one year since she was a child from having shingles. And then she says that I have arthritis all over my body. I said, there's time that God is going to heal your arthritis. is that God is going to open that deaf ear.'" I prayed for her and instantly that death year came open. And she wrote me about a month later with a with a, a nice envelope with an offering, a $50 offering. Man, what a you know, there are this, some there are certain things that are more precious than any amount of money you could receive. With a, with, a, with an envelope with $50 in it, with a with a nice letter written on a on a yellow paper. She said that I want to say thank you so much she said you know when you the, the nice words you said to me it really touched my heart because when I was young when I was married about 40 years ago or whatever many years ago I met my husband was very abusive she he said very mean things to me so when you spoke to me the words touched my heart and I want to tell you that that I could still hear and all the authorities, the pain that was all over my body is gone. A 91-year-old woman, if God can do that for her, don't you think that God can do that for your young body? I remember I was preaching in Custown. TJ, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, um, in Kustown, And there was a lady that was 71 years old. She had been having headaches for over 50 years. We prayed for her. She wrote us about two months later that since that night, the headaches has not come back. She's been on medication for almost the entirety of her life. And this one encounter with the power and the strength of the Almighty God, the headaches went away. And she went rejoicing and celebrating and giving glory to God. Somebody said hallelujah. If you believe. To them that believe, all things are possible. It's not some things. If you believe, man, if you believe, we stand on the crusade and we begin to preach. If you believe, if you believe that God can do that for you, then you begin to move your body. Oh, Lord, I want you to shout, Lord, I believe. Wherever you are, I want you to say it out of your mouth. Lord, I believe. When Jesus came to the man, the man with um, leprosy, and he says that, do you believe? He says that, oh, Lord, I believe. And Jesus said, stretch forth your hands. Hallelujah. For though with men things may seem impossible, with God all things are possible. To them that believe, he gives them power. If you believe, God will give you the power to walk out of that sickness. If you believe, God will give you the power to to shake that addiction off. If you believe, if you believe, if you believe, if you believe, I want you to say, I believe. I believe I was. I can see I believe I can hear I believe I can walk and I want you wherever you are I want you to begin to move your body do what you couldn't do before move what you couldn't move before and the power of the almighty God the strength of God shall touch you the strength from on high shall touch you you shall be healed you shall be delivered you shall be set free in the mighty name of Jesus you are not going back to that sickness in the name of Jesus Christ. Wherever you are, I want you to lift up your hands and begin to talk to God. Tell Him, Lord, I believe. 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 I believe I shall be healed. I believe I shall be delivered. I believe I shall be made whole. Man, We were were just in Houston, Massachusetts and a lady who couldn't bend her back. She believed. She believed. We prayed for her and God healed her back. I remember I was, I was ministering online and, and a lady who had hardness of hearing. And matter of fact, I was, just, I was in New Jersey in September and about six people, some of them were deaf in one ear, some of them had hardness of hearing and because they believed God, every single one of them had their deaf ears open. Every single one of them because God can do, if God can deliver over 3 million people from slavery in one day, then what can God not do for the however many people that are watching? You are not exempted. You are not taken out. You are not an exception. There is not an exception case with God. All case, everything is equal with God. If God can heal cancer, then God can heal the flu. If God can heal the flu, then God can heal or open the blind eyes. If God can open the blind eyes, then God can make the lame to walk. God, you know, I remember a lady wrote to me from Massachusetts. She said that you were ministering online, and you said that there is a lady watching who needs a, a new cartilage in, in their knee. He said that the moment you said that I felt a warmth on my knee, and then I realized that when I walked, I wasn't feeling the pain anymore. God is going to do the same thing for you if you believe. I want you, I want you to say the reason why I'm having you say it over and over again is because you have to convince yourself that you believe. It has to be received in your heart. I believe. I believe that when you pray for me, I shall be healed. I believe that I'm not going to go another hour with this sickness. I believe that this is the end of my afflictions. For the Bible says that sorrow may last a night. But joy, joy, this is your hour of joy. This is your morning of joy. This is your moment of joy. For sorrow may last the night, but joy comes in the morning. I want you to rejoice because your morning has come in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah if you believe. The eyes of the Lord is going to and fro. The eyes of the Lord sees your needs. Will God's eyes see your faith today? Would you allow God to touch you today? Would you say, the Lord, I believe. This is an end for my affliction. Enough is enough. If you believe, I want you to, wherever you are, lift up your hands and let me pray for you. If you are driving, don't lift up your hands. But if you could lift up your hands, I want you to put your hand wherever you are afflicted, wherever you are sick. I want you to place your hand there and say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Put your hand there and say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. I remember praying, uh, praying on Facebook. And the Lord gave me a word and said that I was a lady. Somebody watching who has been bleeding for four years. I said, there is somebody watching me who has been bleeding for four years, and the Lord is drying up that blood. Listen, I don't know anybody bleeding. The only time I read about bleeding is in the Bible. But I said that, and then I was in Florida, and a young girl walked up to me and said, I've been bleeding for four years. And when you spoke that word, immediately the flow of blood dried up. Immediately the Lord healed me, and I I was healed. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. To them that believe. All things are possible today that believe. If you believe all things are possible. If you've never seen a miracle before, get ready for the Lord to To touch you. If you've never experienced the healing power of God before, get ready to experience that in your own life. If you know anybody that is sick, get ready for God's power to touch them. For there is no distance with God. Wherever you are watching me from, wherever you are listening to me from, God's hand is not too short to deliver. God will touch you. God will heal you. I want you to get ready. I want you to say, Lord, I am ready. Lord, I am ready. I am ready to receive your touch. I am ready to receive your miracle. I am ready to receive your healing power. I am ready to come out of this situation. I am ready to be changed for good. I am ready to be healed for good. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is somebody watching me. It just dropped in my spirit. There is somebody watching me. With a problem with your stomach area. The problem with your, I don't know if it has to do with your intestine. But a problem with with, with this part of your body. The Lord is touching you. And immediately you would feel... and ease, it will feel like something is being lifted off from you, and you will know that God has healed you in the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, mercy! you will no longer have a problem with in your guts again in the mighty name of Jesus. If you are ready, so Lord, I'm ready. Hallelujah. Anyone with a back problem? I curse that problem. I I release your healing power in the name of Jesus. Put your hand wherever you are sick, wherever you are afflicted, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I condemn sickness in the lives of every listener anyone dealing with any kind of affliction, dealing with any kind of sickness, I condemn it in their life now in the name of Jesus. I, I curse the spirit of cancer. I bind cancer in the mighty name of Jesus. And I command you to leave your body now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I declare you healed by the power of the Holy Ghost in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare you healed by the power of the Holy Ghost in the mighty name of Jesus. I Be healed from the top of your head to the source of your feet. Brand new disc. Brand new blood. Brand new uh, whatever cannot be repaired. Let it be replaced. And whatever can be repaired, let it be repaired now in the name of Jesus. I commend your spine to be straightened. Let it be aligned in the name of Jesus. There is somebody watching me, all of a sudden there's going to be like a popping in in your back. It's going to be like a popping in in your back. God is healing sclerosis in the mighty name of Jesus. God is healing sclerosis in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the cloudiness and the blockness in your ears be healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Be healed in your ears in the name of Jesus. I see somebody watching me dealing with extreme case of schizophrenia. The extreme case of schizophrenia in the mighty name of Jesus. I commend that doctor over your mind to begin to roll away and receive the clarity of mind in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive the clarity of mind in the name of Jesus. Anyone that is being tormented by the enemy, let the torment cease now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Be strengthened, be, be invigorated, be empowered, be energized in your body now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Be healed from the top of your head to the source of your feet. In the in the name of Jesus, I want you to begin to move your body. Begin to do that which you couldn't do before. Begin to check yourself in the name of Jesus. And, let, and as God heals you, begin to give God all the glory. Begin to give God all the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
0: All I can think of this entire time uh, that you were preaching is that the anointing is like electricity. And just like electricity has existed from the creation of the universe, but man hasn't benefited from it until they discovered the laws that govern the natural realm. And they started to cooperate with those laws, and then they started to receive the benefits that electricity has brought to society. Well, John G. Lake used to say electricity is God's power in the natural realm, whereas the anointing is God's power in the spiritual realm and just like there are laws that govern the natural realm there are laws that govern the spiritual realm and it's it's finding it's the discovery of those spiritual laws the law that brother kofi's talked about this entire time which is the law of faith that allows us to tap into that power that is here already understand the holy spirit is the bible says in genesis 1 he was brooding over the earth He's always been on planet Earth. It's like, think of it this way. You have uh, airwaves. You have radio frequencies flying over our heads right now. Whether you know it or not, there's radio frequencies flying over you. But it takes you getting a device that enables you to tap in to the proper frequency if you want to partake of a radio station and a song that you like listening to. Until you have the device... And tuned in properly, you're never going to partake of the frequencies that are flying over you. Now, that doesn't mean they're not here. They're here. But for them to be, uh, for them to actually be useful to you, you need a device and to tune in. In the same vein, the Holy Ghost, whether you realize it, some of you, I've been watching the comments You you have felt the power of the Holy Spirit, like the electricity of heaven flowing through your body. Some of you might not be feeling anything. It doesn't change anything. The fact is, is the Holy Spirit, just like he was moving over the surface of the deep in Genesis 1, he's moving on you right now. Brother Kofi, he's quoted it several times. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro. He's looking for somebody that's going to cooperate with the law of faith. So it's not about asking God to send power. The power is here. It's about tapping into that power by faith and bringing down. That's what faith does. Faith reaches into the unseen realm of of hope and it brings down the miracle into the realm of reality. Brings it down into immediate manifestation. And I titled this broadcast today, Miracles of Healing because we're not believing God today. We're not believing God for gradual healings or something that will happen in a year from now. We're believing God, that just like when I talked about the anointing being like electricity, well, because the bill's been paid in my home, I pay my electric bills, that I don't have to do anything more, I can just turn on the lights, and the lights turn on in this room, well, in the same vein, Jesus already paid the bill that was blocking you from accessing the inheritance of healing, Jesus already, you know, when he took stripes on his back, he didn't do it because he had nothing else to do that that day and you know it was just something that was prophesied that he would do but it had no there was no use for it there was no reward for it it was just something he was doing to fulfill his role as messiah no there was a purpose for jesus receiving stripes on his back isaiah 53 verse 4 and 5 says he bore our sickness carried our pains and by his stripes we are healed it was the stripes of jesus christ that paid the bill necessary for you to take healing and bring it down and have it manifest into your body. So to say that healing is just some side issue with God is a disgrace to the gospel and it's an insult to the blood that was shed on his back as he took those lashes for you. To say that healing is just a cherry on the top, no, healing is part and parcel in the gospel. And Mark 2, Jesus said to a man that was paralyzed, lame in his legs, when the, when, when the man was laid down before him, and they sawed the roof, and his friends, good friends to have, laid him before Jesus. Jesus saw their faith, and he said, son, your sins are forgiven you. That man didn't come to have his sins forgiven that day. That man came to be healed. But Jesus knew something. The same power that's released, he not only knew it, he wanted to reveal it to those that were watching. The same power that brought forgiveness to mankind is available and accessible by the same faith for salvation to access today to bring healing into your physical body so don't let healing pass you by today Jesus like that woman with the issue of blood she heard about Jesus and Jesus was walking by and she didn't sit by and say well if he wants me to be healed he'll come here in his timing God's sovereign he moves on whom he wills no she pressed through the crowd she said if that Jesus that it's been said of is healing the sick he's raising the dead he's causing withered hands To be made whole, he's causing blind eyes to open and deaf ears to be unstopped. I'm not going to watch him pass me by today. I'm going to press through the religious traditions. I'm going to press through the the naysayers and the doubt and unbelief, and I'm going to lay hold on the hem of his garment today. And I know that when I touch him, I will be made well. Many of you have touched him. Many of you are touching him right now. So it's not no. It's not necessarily God touching you. Jesus already extended his hand towards you. It's about you touching him today and accessing that that power that's available to you. Just plug in and we plug in by faith. And I believe many of you have received a supernatural manifestation of, of healing in your body today. Many of you don't even know it yet because you haven't even tested it yet. Do what Evangelist Kofi did. If you were sick, if your legs were not mobile, weren't you You had a uh, disability or whatever, jump up, get up. If your back was hurting you so that you've been in bed all day, why are you still in bed? Get out of bed. If your eyes were, we had someone just write last, uh, on Tuesday's broadcast, I assume, that I, I talked about eye problems and I prayed against eye problems. And she went and immediately tested him. Her eyesight's better. There was a woman in Brantford, Ontario, when I was preaching. She, she had diabetes 10, 10. 10.0 plus on the blood sugar level the last four or five years. Never been able to get it below eight, which is high diabetes. Never been able to get it below eight with proper diet, exercise, and medication. Well, when the power of God hit her, in that service the Lord said if you really believe me go and take that diabetes machine and plug uh, uh, pro- poke your finger test yourself see 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 if see if you're actually well and and you know she could have easily said well I'll do it when I get home she got up off the floor of where she was lying because the power of God had hit her went to the back pulled it out tested right on the spot she had a, a 4.5 on the blood sugar level you know what that shows you faith is not just expressed in confession, it's one thing to say, I believe I'm healed, it's uh, the the highest manifestation of faith, is to act on what God has said, to get up, to get up, to to do what you couldn't do, to move what you couldn't move, Smith Wigglesworth once came to a a person's house, and their son was lying sick, on, on his way to death, had no cure, And doctors gave up on him. He came to pray and he said, before I pray, parents, I want you to lay aside his clothing. Back in the day, it was the winter time. You had to heat up the clothing for them to to wear it. So they were going to heat up the clothing. He, he, he comes out of the room, and he sees that the clothing hasn't been laid aside yet. He said, where's the clothing? She said, well, when he's better, we'll, we'll lay it out. No, 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 I'm not going to pray until you lay out his clothing as a sign of faith. It was when they laid it out that he went back to pray, and the boy was instantly healed. Same same story with another man who had no, he had, uh, no feet. He had two stubs at the bottom of his legs. And Smith Wigglesworth told the man, God's healed you, but to prove it, go to a store and get a shoe, buy a shoe. Which it's an odd thing to ask someone who, who doesn't have feet to buy shoes. And when you buy the shoes, God's going to cause two new feet to come and spring right out. Well, he went, he could have been like, what, a, is this guy trying to mock me? He could have been angry. You know, that's what Naaman's problem was. The prophet Elisha said, go and dip in the Jordan seven times and you'll be healed. Naaman said, what do you mean dip in the Jordan? There's better rivers in Damascus. The river Jordan's dirty. I saw band-aids floating in that thing. I wouldn't swim there if I was well, let alone sick. And with a le- in a flesh condition, there's no way I'm going to allow my skin to touch that dirty river. But he was convinced by his uh, servant who said, if the prophet had told you to do some difficult thing, if he had told you to jump through hoops, if he had told you to do some circus show how much more would you have done it? Instead he's asking you to do a simple thing. Just go and dip. Just test it out. Just try it. He went, did it and it, and it was in obedience. The first time he dipped, nothing. Second time he dipped, nothing. That's where people miss it. They, they tried to, they they'd something someone. I still have a little pain. Must not have been healed. We walk not by sight. We walk by faith. We don't walk by what we feel. We walk by the word of God. And if the word of God says that by his stripes we're healed and if the word of God says he brought us health and a cure. And if the word of God says he sent his word and it healed us and delivered us from all destruction, then we're to walk on that. We're going to act on that. He went seven times. It was on the seventh time that he was lifted up and his flesh was restored like that of a little child. A- and that's when the miracle manifested. Obedience to the word of God is the trigger that, that releases the healing, it's the trigger that causes the manifestation of healing. Without obedience, there's no trigger to pull. But once obedience is in place, the trigger has been cocked back. And the healing's going to come forth. So I believe, I, I've seen so many comments in the comment section talking about how God, God's already... I saw someone with a back problem earlier in the broadcast. Back problem and, and couldn't walk on their feet. Started walking. I mean... <laughs> This is powerful. I, I know that not only today, people that are watching on the replay are going to taste and see. Not because, you know, Peter and John said, it's not by our own godliness or by our own power we made this man walk. It's by faith in his name. That's why we we opened up this broadcast by talking about that faith is the requirement to access this power. It has nothing. To, too many people are asking God, if you can just send someone to pray for me. If you can just... It's not about having people we pray and we we just pray to prayer of faith. But ultimately we can pray until we're blue in the face and we can we we can lay hands on people until there's no more hair on their head. If faith is not alive, which I believe faith is alive. You can't you can't sit through 55 minutes of uh Kofi preaching like that and and come away with nothing. it's in if you can't get anything from that, you can't get anything from anything. If faith comes by hearing the word of God and the amount of scripture that's been quoted is enough more than enough to generate that faith in you so I believe I believe I'm not even gonna pray because it's already done I believe that we're gonna see many healing testimonies come back in because as a result of this broadcast I firmly believe and look if you're watching now and you still don't feel anything why don't you do something different instead of doing the natural thing which is like well I don't feel well. Guess guess next time is going to be better. Better luck next time. Third time's the charm. I've, this is the second time someone's prayed for me. Instead of doing that, why don't you do what Paul and Silas did in the prison cell? And instead of complaining, why don't you lift up your hands without wrath and doubting and begin to thank God that the healing is manifesting. Thank God that I've done you've done everything to follow the faith steps. And so the, the, my, my part's been done and God's too faithful to fail at performing his part he's going to make good on his word the Bible says all that his mouth has spoken his right hand has thus fulfilled God is going to make good his word in your life because you were bold enough to believe he's powerful enough to bring it to pass hallelujah 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 I'm just looking at all the comments right now. I don't know if you have access to the comments, but they're powerful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sarah, your baby will live in Jesus' mighty name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Command death to come off that child in the mighty name of Jesus, and the resurrection life. And the resurrection power of Christ to enter into your womb right now. And everything that was, had gone wrong is restored in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says, there shall, woman, th- there shall be no woman that miscarries, and the number of the baby's days I will fulfill. In Jesus' name, I reverse any attack against your baby in that womb. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's not permitted. It's not permitted. You know, I was reading, Brother Kofi, the other day, in Luke chapter 13, it talks about there was a woman bent double that was in a synagogue, and the religious people didn't help her because they didn't have power to do it. So that's mostly, you know, that's why, you know, you don't see religious tradition preaching this. You hear them saying things like, you know, God's sovereign. He knows what's best for you and all that. It's not how the Bible teaches and not how Jesus did things. So Jesus enters into the synagogue and shows the will of God. He sees her and he calls him to himself and lays hands on her and says, woman, you're loosed from that infirmity immediately she was made straight and glorified God when that happened the religious crowd complained and said hey 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 there's six days on which men ought to work come and be healed on those days it's the Sabbath we don't do healing on this day when in reality the Sabbath literally means the day of rest It's it was supposed to be the time where the people no matter if they were sick depressed broken or confused they can find rest in God be relieved from, from the, the tyranny of the devil but the religious system had so perverted and polluted that that the people were like you quoted before sheep without shepherd distressed and dispirited when jesus got on the scene he healed he loosed her and you know what he said to the pharisees he said you guys are a bunch of hypocrites because you untie your donkeys and lead it out to water it on the sabbath and you have no problem with that ought not this woman being a daughter of abraham be loosed whom satan has found these 18 years and there's two things I learned from that. Number one, Jesus looked at the bondage as a satanic bondage. Yep. He didn't see it as, as God's sin. He didn't see it as my father's work. He saw it as the opposite of his father's work. And he said, ought not this woman be loose whom Satan has bound? So one of the reasons Jesus healed that woman was because he saw it as a bondage of Satan. And Jesus Christ came and was made manifest to destroy the work of the devil. And then the second reason that he healed her, he said, this woman's a daughter of Abraham. Do you understand, you that are watching, if you're in Christ, you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise? Because you belong to the family of Abraham, and you're a son and a daughter of Abraham, the same way Jesus said it's not right for a daughter of Abraham to struggle, it's not right for you, being a son or a daughter of Abraham, to struggle. You've struggled long enough. You've gone on too long. You've coped with it too long. The anointing isn't to cope. The anointing is to destroy the work of the devil. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. you have anything else that uh, you want to say, Kofi? No. Uh, I'm just looking
1: forward to reading people's testimonies. Um, let us know what the Lord has done for you today and what the Lord continues to do for you. Your testimonies ensures that you put a nail to the coffin of your problems. So your testimonies guarantees that you keep your miracles because you can't give God all the glory and go back to the mess again. So it is very important that um, you, first of all, the Bible says that stand firm on the confession of your faith. So That's you right. continue to believe, stand firm on that which you have received. Because when you believe that you've received, nothing can talk you out of it. And secondly, give glory to God. Continue to thank God for what he has done um, for you today. And then testify to God. Let God let the people of God know what God has done for you and when God did it for you and how God did it for you. That's give right. glory to God and let God's name be exalted. Because the Bible said, for they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word by the word of their testimony. Your testimonies ma- guarantees that you overcome anything else that the devil will throw at you. Your testimonies gives you an assurance for future victories. Your testimonies sh- gives you strength. It strengthens you. It makes you not afraid of the devil because you can always refer back to the devil when he lost. The one battle he lost over you and assure him that he's going to lose if he tries or dares comes against you again. That's right. So continue to share your testimonies.
0: That's right. You know, and Revelation says the testimony of Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So when you testify what Christ has done, it actually, it's like it acts as prophecy for what God will do for another. It's. When when you your your testimony is a key that unlocks other people's miracles, so don't 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 keep it to yourself. Write into me on Instagram. Write into Kofi on Instagram. He'll share it with me. I'll share it with him. Write on a, on our websites. Whatever it is, but I want to hear what God's done. It'd be a shame, you know, like the the ten lepers that were healed. One came back and gave glory to God. It'd be sh- a shame to 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 have the same record. Only ten percent of people come back and give glory to God. I, I want to hear. I want to hear, and I want to. Use, you know, our social media and, and, and whatever platform the Lord's given us to blast that out. I want to share it so that um, we can give two black eyes to the devil, a cracked head, and a bad day to his, to, his, to his kingdom. Hallelujah. Stay connected with us by visiting us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching at TJ Malkanji Or visit us online, www.salvationnow.ca. God bless you and until next time.